let's take a moment to reflect on what Christ meant when he said, I am the living bread. As we listen to Elder D. Todd Christofferson recall the biblical story of feeding the 5,000. The day after Jesus miraculously fed the 5,000 in Galilee with only five barley loaves and two small fishes, he spoke to the people again in Capernaum. The Savior perceived that many were not so much interested in his teachings as in being fed again. Accordingly, he tried to convince them of the immensely greater value of that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. Jesus declared, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. The Savior's intended meaning was totally lost on his hearers, who understood his statement only literally, recoiling at the thought. They wondered, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus pressed the point further. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, my blood is drink indeed. He then expressed the profound meaning of his metaphor. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Still, his hearers did not grasp what Jesus was saying. And many, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? And from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. To eat his flesh and drink his blood is a striking way of expressing how completely we must bring the Savior into our life, into our very being, that we may be one. How does this happen? First, we understand that in sacrificing his flesh and blood, Jesus atoned for our sins and overcame death both physical and spiritual. Clearly, then, when we partake of His flesh and drink His blood, it is when we receive from Him the power and blessings of His Atonement. The doctrine of Christ expresses what we must do to receive atoning grace. It is to believe and have faith in Christ, to repent and be baptized, and to receive the Holy Ghost, and then cometh the remission of your sins by fire and by the Holy Ghost. This is the gate, our access to the Savior's atoning grace and to the straight and narrow path leading to His kingdom. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward on that path, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. Behold, this is the doctrine of Christ. 
and the only true doctrine of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is one God without end. The symbolism of the sacrament of the Lord's Supper is beautiful to contemplate. The bread and water represent the flesh and blood of Him who is the bread of life and the living water, poignantly reminding us of the price He paid to redeem us. As the bread is broken, we remember the Savior's torn flesh. Elder Dallinates Oaks once observed that, quote, Because it is broken and torn, each piece of bread is unique, just as the individuals who partake of it are unique. We all have different sins to repent. We all have different needs to be strengthened through the Atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ." Unquote. As we drink the water, we think of the blood He shed in Gethsemane and on the cross and its sanctifying power, knowing that no unclean thing can enter into His kingdom. We resolve to be among those who have washed their garments in the Savior's blood because of their faith the repentance of all their sins, and their faithfulness unto the end. It is a consuming endeavor, and it would be terribly daunting if in our striving for holiness we were alone. The glorious truth is we are not alone. We have the love of God, the grace of Christ, the comfort and guidance of the Holy Spirit, and the fellowship and encouragement of fellow saints in the body of Christ. Let us not be content with where we are, but neither let us be discouraged. As a simple but thoughtful hymn urges us, Take time to be holy. The world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus like Him thou shalt be, thy friends in thy conduct His likeness shall see. That was an excerpt from Elder D. Todd Christofferson's talk, The Living Bread Which Came Down from Heaven. Thank you for taking a moment to reflect with us here on BYU Radio.